Early arthritis of the knee is a frustrating and painful condition, especially for our more active patients. Some will begrudgingly accept the end of their adult sports league careers, others will not. In this case, depending on the severity of the condition, there could be several procedural options. For those with less severe arthritis, one might be a new arthroscopic resurfacing technique. Could this be the quickest route back to the playing field? You are listening to ReachMD Radio on XM160, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to a special segment, Focus on Sports Medicine. I am your host, Dr. Mark Nolan Hill, Professor of Surgery and Practicing General Surgeon. And our guest is Dr. Anthony Miniacci, Executive Director of the Cleveland Clinic Sports Health. Welcome, Dr. Miniacci. Thanks very much, Dr. Hill. It's really a pleasure to be here. Dr. Miniacci, you're one of the developers of this new procedure, the UNICAP procedure. What exactly does that UNICAP mean? Well, this is a new device that we came up with to help treat patients who are in their 40s to 50s who are still very active and have early arthritic problems. And the concept was to resurface small areas of arthritis before it progresses to severe disease to hopefully prevent or be something which is good for the patient before they actually need a total joint replacement. Now, how do you do that? Well, the whole concept is based on resurfacing of a certain area of the patient's knee joint. So the trick is, is measuring the patient's own anatomy and then using an implant which actually matches the patient's anatomy. Now let me do an analogy. You get your uh, brakes redone and they try to resurface your rotors and they say, well, they're, they've gotten too thin and you have to replace them. Well, what about with the knee? How much can you really resurface and when you have significant degenerative disease? Yeah, you can resurface significant portions of the knee, and we have different size and style devices and different curvatures so that we can actually match different areas of the patient's knee so that we really reconstruct the anatomy. Let me, let me use a, another analogy here which might actually help your listeners, is that if somebody has an area of arthritis on the medial or inside portion of their knee, and they go and then they get recommended to have a total knee replacement, that would be very similar to if you had one or two bad teeth and your dentist said that they were going to take out all the teeth and build you new ones. Instead, what the dentist does is he just uses fillings to fix the teeth that are, are not right. So that that's the same idea here. This is almost like fillings for certain areas of the knee that are damaged. Well, what are your fillings? Depending on which surface we're repairing, there's uh, on the femur side, on the femoral bone, we use uh, a metal which is very similar to the metals that we use for our standard knee replacements. And on the tibia side, we use a polyethylene, a very dense high molecular weight polyethylene for a bearing surface so that we have metal against plastic. So it's very similar to the standard replacements. It's really the anatomy of the implant that's different. Now, you do this arthroscopically, right? So what we do is that uh, this is actually arthroscopically assisted. So the tibial portion, the polyethylene, is all done arthroscopically because we don't want to cut away any of the tibial bones, so that all we do is we actually create an inlay surface within the tibia to put the polyethylene into. On the femur side, because we can't fold the metal, what we have to do is make a small incision, but we don't cut any muscle or tendon, we don't dislocate the kneecap, 
And what we do is we expose the femur bone to apply our implant at that time. So it's just a very small incision. But the tibial side is done all arthroscopically. Now, how do you attach the metal and the plastic to the uh, respective bones? Well, the current generation design, what we do is on the tibia side, the polyethylene component, we actually fix it to the bone with bone cement. And so that we drill a hole up through the tibia into the joint, and we can see that with the scope. We put the plastic into the joint, and then we cement up from below so that it fixes it into the cancellous bone of the tibia. On the femur side, we actually put a screw into the femur, and then the resurfacing implant, which is a very thin shell of metal, gets attached to that screw, and we put just a little bit of bone cement for added fixation. Now, we know that you treat a lot of professional athletes, but when you talk about just your amateur athlete and they come to you and they figure in their own head they're going to need a knee replacement, what makes you decide, well, this patient doesn't need a knee replacement, this needs a unicap procedure? Right. Well, you know, this has been based on years of frustration with some patients where they were very young, sort of in their late 30s or 40s, who had developed early arthritis in their knees and they wanted to stay relatively active. We had tried biological procedures to try and resurface their joints and get rid of their pain, but they hadn't worked. So the only option available to them was either to put up with it over time or to have one of the more traditional knee replacement devices. The problem is in a patient who is that young with that much activity, it's very difficult to recommend that they go back to impact type of sports and things like that so that... uh, we, we were looking for an answer to a problem which I think is more significant than we realize, so that we have a lot of these patients. And I, I, in my practice, because I do treat a lot of athletes, saw many, many of these patients. So that's where the original idea came from. Is This is a, like a gap procedure for those patients who have failed all the biologic types of procedures, still have arthritis in the knee, but aren't ready for a traditional type of knee replacement. How long have you been doing this procedure? So our first case was done at the end of March of 2008, so that that patient is now over one year from his surgery, so that we, we have been doing them just over a year now. And what do you think the long-term results will be? Well, you know, <laughs> speculation, I can't tell you much more than the fact that, that these patients are doing relatively well over the first year from their implantation. It will take many, many years before we know how long these will last for I think that we recognize that because we can revise these to a standard knee replacement, that these are originally designed to sort of bridge the gap between the young patient with arthritis to when they need their total knee replacement. So if we can get two to five to ten years out of these, I think that we would be happy. But if they last longer, I think that that would be fantastic. Can you revise these in of themselves, or do you have to then take them to the next step when this fails? No, I think it depends on the reason for revision, but you do not have to take them to the next step. In fact, we take away so little bone that you still have many options available to you, even if you took out the implants themselves. Then what makes you specifically say that a patient is not a candidate for this and needs a total knee replacement? Well, what we find is that the older the patient is, the more extensive their disease is. The fact that they have malalignment of their extremity, which also goes along with some bone loss and bony erosion, those patients are probably not good candidates for this type of procedure just because the disease is too extensive and this operation in itself 
doesn't change the anatomy, doesn't change the alignment of the limb. So that uh, those types of patients really are better served by the standard knee replacements where from the, the size and shape of the implants, from the cuts of the bone, you can actually readjust the alignment of the limb. This is really an anatomic resurfacing. So what you have before is what you get after. So if there's no bone loss, if it's early arthritis, and if the patients don't have extensive disease, they tend to do much better. If you have just joined us, you are listening to ReachMD Radio on XM160, the channel for medical professionals. I am your host, Dr. Mark Nolan-Hill, and our guest is Dr. Anthony Miniacci, Executive Director of the Cleveland Clinic Sports Health. We're discussing a novel arthroscopic resurfacing technique for arthritis of the knee. Dr. Miniacci, is this company that you are working with the only company that does this technique? Yes, this concept of resurfacing, there are certain other areas where resurfacing has been done. The interesting thing and the item which is very unique to this product is the fact that we can actually measure a certain area of anatomy that we're trying to reconstruct and be able to replicate it with implants that we have in the operating room. Most other resurfacing devices, they give you standard sizes and shapes, but this one actually matches the patient's own anatomy. Now, speaking as a surgeon, I'm, I'm not an uh, orthopedic surgeon, but a general surgeon, what took it so long to get to this point? It, it seems that the concept and the process seem relatively straightforward. It is a bit of a paradigm shift to what that we do now, because what we do now is the implants that we use are all standard designs, and they come in different sizes, but they really are not matched to the patient's own anatomy. So that what happens is we make our cuts in the bone, and then what we do is we put the implant on. So really that patient is made to fit the implant. With this procedure, what, what it, it's taken so long is the fact that we actually have to match the patient's own surface anatomy, which, is, which sounds easy, but it's a very difficult thing to do. And to do it in a way that you can have enough implants available to be able to do the operation at the same time has been a difficult thing. We have to have done a number of measurements and trials so that we came down with the right number of implants that we could get at least the best possible fit. Now, you've brought up a very good point several times, and, and perhaps you could expand upon it. You mentioned that in a total knee replacement, the patient fits the implant. In your procedure that you're doing, the process adapts to the patient's anatomy. Could you uh, go into that just a bit more in terms of a total knee replacement? Because I was unaware that you did not alter the implant based on the patient's anatomy. You will alter the implant based on, on size of the patient. But really, the anatomy of the implant is a set design, and the femur portion and the tibial portion, they match somewhat so that there is a, a bit of congruence between the implants. This implant itself, what it does is that the unique design of it is that it allows us to measure the curvature that we're trying to reconstruct in two planes, so that if you think of it like a compass, we can measure the curvature in the north-south direction and the east-west direction, and so that we can then match those two curvatures to an implant and then put that implant into the patient. Now, if you get a young professional athlete, and I know you take care of a lot of professional athletes, and they have severe disease, if they do get a total knee replacement, can they not do their sports, their impact sports, where with your procedure they can? Well... You know, I do not know of any 
professional athlete who has returned to their sport other than perhaps uh, golf. Uh, and uh, I think uh, Bo Jackson, uh, a number of years ago with his hip, tried to return to professional sports. But overall, I don't think that it's very common that a professional athlete would return to play at that level with a knee replacement device. I don't know of any with a knee replacement that have gone back. Now, now why is that? I mean, thinking about both procedures. Well, I think that, the first, first of all, even regular patients will tell you that the function of the knee, even though their pain is gone, the function of the knee is never completely normal so that they don't get the same amount of function out of that knee that they would have from their own regular knee. The second thing is, is that because of the way that we fix these implants and there's no sharing of the load, it's all taken by the implants, that the impact of running and doing those kind of activities leads to a higher chance of these things loosening uh, with time and potentially damage and, and have to have these things revised. So that I, I don't think that most physicians would recommend high-impact sports, especially in a professional athlete, until they were done their careers. Were you uh, the first one who ever did this procedure? I am the first one that ever did this procedure, yes. How did that come about? Well, it's, it's very interesting. So that we've been doing research on this, and we, w this is not the only joint that we actually have that we can resurface. I also do it in the shoulders. We have replacements that can fit in the toe and uh, in the elbow so that we have many other areas where we have used an anatomic focal resurfacing device. And I've been doing research on this for many years. And what happened was is that when we had this device available, which then fixes both sides of the joint, my first patient actually happens to work at the institution that I work at and knew that this was coming, and he had the problems that we're just discussing now. He's a very young man, wanted to ski and remain active, and he's got some young kids, but had had numerous injuries and surgeries in the past, and he'd gotten to the point where he was having trouble just walking without pain. So he was, uh, he was the first one on the list and wanted to go ahead with it. And how many have you done? We've been sort of slow and cautious to go. I have done in the vicinity of 40 implants at this point in time. Any complications? So far, we've not had any complications related to the implant itself, no. We've been talking with Dr. Anthony Miniacci about a novel arthroscopic resurfacing technique for arthritis of the knee. Dr. Miniacci, thank you for being our guest. It's truly my pleasure. Thanks for having me. I'm Dr. Mark Nolan Hill, and you have been listening to ReachMD Radio on XM160, the channel for medical professionals. ReachMD, online, on demand, and on air. Please visit us at ReachMD.com. And thank you for listening.